0: Welcome to Tuesday's episode of Cato Daily Podcast. This is your host, Anastasia Glova, and today is the 17th of April. At yesterday's lunch forum, panelists attempted to answer the question, should the United States be more like Scandinavia? Many observers see Scandinavia as an exception to the Western European condition of high taxes, high unemployment, and low growth. But the Nordic countries seem to have successfully combined an extensive welfare state with robust economic growth. One of the panelists, Johnny Munkhammer, program director at the Timbro Free Market Think Tank in Sweden, is our guest today. What then is your assessment of how your own country, Sweden, has been doing?
1: Well, if you look at the Swedish history from 1890 to 1950, it's an enormously successful society. And that was what we would be referring to today, I think, as a neoliberal society with extremely low taxes, about 10% of GDP and limited government and so forth. And that's the kind of society that built the success that we still live off. And from the 1970s and onwards, we had enormous problems because of socialism and state intervention in the economy and big government welfare programs and everything. And then to solve those problems in the 1990s we had quite a few free market reforms. We reformed the pension systems and we have school vouchers and we have lower marginal tax rates, independent central bank. Lots of free market reforms that actually created a bit more success. But then again, in the last 10 years or so, we have not done any reforms at all. The social democratic government was very passive, didn't do anything. But now we have a new government from last September, non-socialist government, which is doing quite a lot of reforms, lower taxes again, deregulations for smaller businesses. I could argue that they should do even more, but they're starting off in a good way. And this is the Swedish history. And I think the main conclusion from this historic perspective is that Sweden has always been successful when we have had free market policies and the more free market policies we have had the more success and that goes at present as well and when you look at Sweden, the Swedish model or the Nordic model or whatever, You can see that the conclusion one can draw and the things to learn from for other countries is not the socialist parts, the high tax part, the big welfare system part. It's because of the free market parts, because the high taxes create problems, the government creates problems. But the free market parts, the free market reforms have created success, and that's what other countries can learn from.
0: So you would contradict the popular notion that the famous Swedish welfare state is actually responsible for your economic prosperity.
1: Yes, I think we had lots and lots of prosperity before the welfare state. And when we had the welfare state expansion, we had the big problems. And when we did free market reforms partly to get away from it, we got more successful again. So it's not because of big government interventions in society and in the economy that we're successful. It's despite that we're successful because we still have free markets in several areas and that we have more free markets now because we've done some reforms to get away step by step from the welfare state. And that's what other countries can learn from.
0: What about Denmark? What has made Denmark so successful in terms of overall employment and welfare?
1: Well, I think, first of all, one shall not exaggerate the success of either Sweden or Denmark because the really successful countries like Ireland, Iceland, Estonia, Slovakia, they have done much more radical free market reforms than Sweden and Denmark. But if you do look at Denmark then you can see that they have a very, very free labor market, contrary to Sweden. Sweden has a very regulated labor market and has failed, and that's where the new government in Sweden is actually doing things to liberate it. But Denmark has a very free labor market, then that's why they have been successful.
0: But, you know, the experiences of these countries do seem to fly in the face of the convention that prosperity is incompatible with big government and high taxes.
1: Yes, well, these countries do almost everything else right. They're open to globalization, strong property rights, functioning institutions, sound money. They do almost everything else right. Also free product markets in every way. And therefore, all those other things compensate to a large extent for the high taxes and for big government. But obviously... If we had lower taxes and more limited government, we would be even more successful with the perhaps growth rates uh, something similar to Iceland or Ireland or the Eastern European countries. You know, in the world there are so many countries at the moment that are extremely successful thanks to free market policies. The Nordic countries are somewhere in between the really successful ones and the really failed ones. And I think the lesson for us is to do more free market reforms in, in the Nordic countries.
0: Should the US try to emulate the policies of the Nordic countries?
1: Well, you have to copy or emulate the parts that are successful, not the other parts. I know there are voices in the US that would like to copy the healthcare systems or the tax policies or the labor markets. Don't do that. That's where we still have the big government and the state interventions. And we have really big problems in those fields. But do copy the openness to globalization, openness to trade, do copy school vouchers, do copy or emulate the policies concerning free, free product markets and so forth. We have done many free market reforms in these countries that the U.S could learn from. I'm convinced. but when it comes to labor market or healthcare or other fields where we still have big problems, I think it's more like the Nordic countries could learn from the US.
0: Funny you should put healthcare into that category. Healthcare costs in the United States are rising and they are much lower in Sweden. What do you say to that?
1: Well, I think no country has an ideal healthcare system. There's no free market healthcare system in the world. But one explanation for the high costs of healthcare in the US is that wages in healthcare are much higher than in Sweden. It's almost double. And I think people working in healthcare deserve that. They don't deserve to be a low-wage group, which they are in Sweden. And I do think also that it's much more competition between private units and so forth in the American system. There's more freedom of choice and there's more competition and there's more efficiency. And there are no waiting lists either in the way that we do have in Sweden. So, but on the other hand, there's probably parts of the Swedish system or Scandinavian system and healthcare that could be learned from the US. But the main point is that when it comes to healthcare, we could learn from each other, but we should pick the free market parts and then we could both improve.
0: What about the Nordic model as an antidote to Ludabzian-style populism, as your co-panelist Ezra Klein offered?
1: I think his argument was that to get popular support, for instance, for globalization, to openness, you have to give people some things from government, some welfare contributions or something, and then people will support globalization and structural change in the business sector and so forth. I don't think that's true. Because, as I said then in the panel as well, the more successful countries than the Nordic countries, such as, again, Iceland or Estonia or Slovakia, Ireland, those really, really successful countries, they haven't done that. They haven't given people more welfare benefits so that people should accept structural change or losing their jobs and trying to find new one. They haven't done that. They just did free market reforms straight on. And that's what we should be learning from, I think.
0: Thank you very much, Johnny. To bring you this podcast, Cato accepted no government funding. The Institute receives approximately 75% of its funding from individuals. So if you enjoyed this program, please consider giving to Cato. You can find out how on our website, www.cato.org.